I was sitting at the table. We had finished dinner. We're now having dessert. And we had the most beautiful piece of chocolate cake that you've ever seen. And President Xi was enjoying it. And I was given the message from the generals that the ships are locked and loaded. What do you do? And we made a determination to do it. So the missiles were on the way. And I said, Mr. President, let me explain something to you. This is during dessert. We've just fired 59 missiles, all of which hit, by the way, unbelievable, from, you know, hundreds of miles away, all of which hit. Amazing. Unmanned. Brilliant. It's so incredible. It's brilliant. It's genius. Our technology our, is better than anybody body by a factor of five. I mean, what we have in terms of technology, nobody. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Boundaries podcast, where facts are facts and opinions hurt people's feelings. He's Welly. Mm-hmm. I'm Jay. Mm-hmm. That's Donnie D. Dumbass. The president of the United States of America, sir. Representing it well. Eating beautiful chocolate cake. Boy, I bet that chocolate cake was good than the bitch. Beautiful. It, he didn't even say it was good. He said it was beautiful. The most beautiful piece of chocolate cake you've ever seen. That's some special. That's some special stuff. That's right some, there, you, there might be some of that um, that CIA yellow cake that um, Chappelle and Most Def was talking about. I don't want no parts of that. Hey. Hey. I thought that was uranium. Say, say, man. He had it in that special CIA napkin. That's all I remember. Hmm. That's interesting, man. Bro, but you I look- meant I meant before this episode started, I meant to go back and look and see when the first episode dropped. I thought you, yeah, because I was thinking about that. I was like, has it been a year yet? It's about that time. I'm just going to go ahead and call it and say it's a year because mm-hmm. I remember it, it was before the NBA playoffs Before started. the, or the week it started. Yeah, the week it started, something around that time. So I'm, I'm we're going to call this the one year anniversary. Fuck oh, it. wow. Fuck it. Hmm. Interesting. Anyways, we're back to the topic to be a lot at more hand. We're special than this, but. Nah, we, we were special for 50. We really were. We really were. So. We really were. But yeah. What's with the intro, B? Uh, the intro is just, it, it kind of goes with the theory of when I say, you know, men don't think or reason. And lately I've been, I've been noticing when you just look at history, it just really just seems like they just react off ego a lot. And it's no, it's no, and, it, and it's funny when I think about it, I don't even think about just the male species. I just think man in general. We just lack this, especially when we get power. We we lack the the need to or the want to to actually really sit there and really think out and process things for the for the for the good of everybody. And in, in my honest opinion, man, when I just sit there and think about a guy eating his eight hundred dollar dinner, this beautiful chocolate this cake, beautiful chocolate cake, it, to make a decision. That I understand Russians were cleared out. I understand that. I understand that um, he feels that he's doing it for the greater good of mankind, which is which is bullshit. Because when you really look at the civil war that's been going on in Syria since like 2010, and probably even earlier, it just makes you think, it makes you wonder. It's like, it's like I've been saying about 
mankind for a long time. I mean, especially when it comes to racism. Like, people really, there are people out there that really, really feel that racism is going to die. Racism is one day going to fade. And I kind of look at those people like, I respect you for holding on to that little bit of hope, but I'm here to let you know, just like racism in America is never going to die while I'm on this planet, the conflicts going on in Syria right now are never going to die. Like these civil wars that are going on in these third world countries because people are fighting over oil or people are, are simply fighting over health care. Like, come on, man. These people are these people are fighting wars, religious wars. They've been fighting religious wars since the beginning of time. And you really feel like dropping bombs on them is going to push their dictator out of office to bring somebody else into office that's going to make change, that's going to do good like you want to do good. How, how, how good did that do for when, when Saddam Hussein got killed? What changed? Nothing. They still don't fuck with us. That's like, that's like somebody saying, you know what? United States of America, y'all messed up putting Trump in office. Let us come over there and fix your shit for you. Please don't do that. Like, doesn't that, like, I don't see how people don't see that. Like, oh, these countries need our help. These countries need our help. We can't even help ourselves over here. We can't. Like, We're, like aside from Trump, you know, y'all want to, we want to send, send money and send food to feed people. And we not feeding people. Downtown Houston, on my way to work every day, I see this, this bench just full of homeless people. Full of homeless we people. We can't feed our, we can't feed our own people over here. We can't and, take, and we, we, we take trying to take veterans. care of everybody else. We, we definitely can't take care of our veterans. We didn't talk about that before. So you want to bomb Syria and everything, and you want to, okay, you're gonna to have to educate me on this because I don't understand. Mm -hmm. Did we we did we bomb Syria for Syria bombing Syria? We bombed Syria, and that's that's when you say it like that. That's to simplify it. We as America bombed Syria for using chemical gas, basically a torture agent. To, in uh, uh, Bashir al-Assad, he is a Syrian person himself. And he's dropping, he's torturing his own people by dropping these chemical bombs on them. And he's, and, and which is, you, you, you just like I said, to simplify it, yes, it's a bomb, which is very similar to Hitler, you know, putting people in gas chambers. But to an extent, the way Assad is doing it is, is is ridiculously like insane. It's they're both insane. It's it's levels of the insanity because from hit what history shows is World War Two. You know he put them in these concentration camps and they ain't even know they were in gas chambers. That's what history showed us. And we we don't personally the the reason why people don't believe in the Holocaust because we we all we technically saw was the aftermath and. There are a lot of photos that are just circulating around of, of Jewish people, you know, and it, nobody believes it. But this shit that... I can't, I can't say nobody believes it. Well, well, a lot of people don't believe it. Well, this shit where Assad allegedly bombed his own people, because there's no, there's no solid proof that Assad did do it. And there is no solid proof that those kids that, that we saw floating all over social media are actually dead. We don't know if that's just social media propaganda to fuck with our heads, like... And, and to be honest with you, if that shit were to happen, like I tell any rational person, uh, well, let me not say rational per person, your common man that doesn't think or reason, he's going to let emotion get the best of him. And when he sees these little kids that can't hold up their heads anymore because they've been bombed by these chemical agents by their own leader, their own ruler, it just makes you feel a certain way when you're a ruler yourself and you're like, 
man, I wouldn't do my people like that. But then, you know, people want to compare it to Flint. But see, that's what happens when you start, you know, comparing, you know, levels of insanity and levels of torture. Like, people really believe Flint was a man-made thing. People really believe Flint is something that the government caused. Nobody can prove it. But we live in a day and age where you don't have to prove anything anymore. You just got to get enough people psyched up and riled up, and then you're good. It's all about the reasonable doubt. And people don't look at the secondhand not like logic behind it, like, why Flint? Yeah, what was so important? What was so important about Flint? Yeah, like the like I know where my grandma lives at. They had shut down the Walmart for a time. Mm-hmm. They had piping, plumbing issues, or something. They shut the Walmart down. Everybody's like, oh, they're practicing military maneuvers and stuff like this. You come to small town Podunk, Texas, to come practice to, military maneuvers. You come in a kick up in Virginia, and then you drive by and you see no military vehicles no or anything like that. No proof. Like. I think it's just, it just gives people something to talk about but at see, the end of the day. It gives it gives something to set the the memes on fire on on the internet. You know, it just it gives you something to say. All right, I don't like this president. Here's some more shit I could throw at it. Like you've seen it all the time with Obama. You probably seen it with Bush. I don't. I'm not. I don't remember that well. Um, I don't think the internet was what it was at the time of Bush. Like we had internet, but we weren't the meme capital of. of Hell no. Yeah. So. With that being said, it's kind of like, what are what are they distracting us from? Is this is this is always my thought when something happens? What are they distracting us from? Did you say there's no proof? You know, there's no photos or anything of this. So what's what are we being distracted from? Is this a bargaining chip? Because usually when the country's at war, the economy's a little bit better. I've I've heard that before, but the, the crazy thing about that is, you know, governments really don't profit from war though. The only people that really profit from war are the arms dealers and the, and the, and like, because think about it like this. In order to go to war, you got to spend money. And governments are spending money to go to war. So for the most part, you know, you have war profiteers, but then you have people that have stocks and missiles. You have people that have stocks in the tanks that get built. You got, you got, st- war profiteers profit from money. Governments usually get hurt from money. And it kind of makes sense because we're $19 trillion in debt. And in all honesty, shit, we've been going to wars with a lot of these countries since the since the mid '80s, you know. So I don't really see how a government is profiting from war. Like I said, I think it's it's individual corporations that are building missiles and and and, and making these chemical bombs. It's I've always said this to me once again. What is the reasoning behind? And I I got mad at Einstein. This y'all as crazy as that sounds. I got mad at Einstein because because him and other people were responsible for the building of the nuclear nuclear bombs and nuclear weapons. And my thing is, as smart as you are, what the fuck did you think that people were going to do with those things? Did didn't he have a quote where he says, "If I knew this was was what it was going to be used for, I would have never participated" or something something along those lines. He said something like that, yes. And I'm like, as as you say that. I'm just really trying to find the reasoning in him thinking it was going to be, what was the, we thought it was going to be used as like a battery for a car and people were going to have to not have to charge their batteries no more. I mean, because Tesla, even Tesla, I was mad at Tesla because I, when I realized that, I think he was responsible for making like laser beams that they, they, they eventually turned into some type of weapon. And I'm like, when you made those laser beams, what were you trying to do? Did you, were you just trying to have a light show? You thought it was just going to be an innocent light show? Like, 
When, you're, when, you're trying to perfect surgeries over here, and then it turns into a weapon. It turns, of course, it's going to turn into a weapon because no matter where you are, people are always going to have perspectives. And when you have a person that has a perspective, it's either going to be a good one or it's going to be a bad one, depending on who you are. It's just like with um, with Iron Man, Tony Stark, and them. You get your hand on the Tesseract. Mm-hmm. Is Tony good? Is Tony bad? If Tony gets his hand on the Tesseract, what is he trying to do? He's trying to find a way to. You know, to to I don't know have an unlimited source of energy for the world, that's pretty cool. But then somebody else like Ultron or somebody evil gets their hand on the Tesseract. What are they trying to do? They're trying to eliminate mankind and start over again. And at the end of the day, when you really think about evil movie villains and 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 and, and the big bosses at the at the end of video games, what they represent, they've always re- represented Big Brother and the corporations that are really out to get us. Because no matter what. They're all fending for themselves. They really don't care about us. Like, a lot of people like to say that the Kennedys like, were one of the last real families that actually gave a damn about other people. That's why they were wiped out. Because they actually would t- they actually would risk their lives to go out in the communities where they may get killed. Ugh, that just broke out too well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> communities Not where, make it yeah, killed. Just, Not make it I'm killed. over here acting like Sean Spicer. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> thank, thank, thank you for correcting me. I, I, I didn't I didn't mean to say that. He tried to walk that back. It's like Hitler, Hitler didn't even do. Oh, what? Oh. I personally think, I hate to say this, I don't like to diagnose people. I think he kind of slow. And I, I thought that for a minute. Even when he like, talk, I know he has a speech impediment, but I was like, man, if I hate when people talk about that dude because I think he kind of slow. I think and, it's, I think it's I a think fair it's public really, speaking. And he I think shouldn't he, I be think up he, there. I think he gets up there and he gets into a panic and he tries to give these off the cuff answers instead of taking his time, breathing, processing the question. Something Obama was very yeah. good at. Yeah, you gotta watch out for people like that. Though. And they they say they, you know they talk about you know he's smooth talking whatever. Obama talked slow because he was thinking. Yeah, it, you got like somebody that can they can they can think you through a question that you didn't ask them instead of saying hold on let me think or saying well, uh, huh? Uh, uh, huh? huh yeah like what was you at Jay huh. You know, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I know. I heard the question. I processed it, huh? I have. I have. I've had conversations with Sean Spicer's more than I have conversations with Obamas, just because of the fact that most of the time, if you're dealing with an Obama type dude, he's already in a position where he probably shouldn't be talking to me anyway. Sean Sean Spicer's your average motherfucker. He's gonna say dumb shit. He's gonna. He's gonna have to bring back what he says. He's gonna make mistakes. But when you got a smooth talking motherfucker like Obama, he's probably a car salesman. He's probably at the top of his business. It's just it, he's a hustler. Sean he's a, Sean Spicer is the dude that you cross over. He's the guy that you cross over. He's out there. He's a little too giddy. He gets a little excited. He gets too deep in your pocket. You cross him over. You don't cross over Obama types because they watching you. They're yeah. not watching the ball. Yeah. Anything like that. They watching your mid set. Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. It's, it's really that simple. But we once again just with this whole my whole week has been just thinking about. Man in general, and I'm gonna just walk through because we we really missed out on a lot of topics last week. I'm gonna take it all the way back to the Pepsi ad. Okay. Okay. When I think about when I thought about the Pepsi ad, I also thought about Ti wearing the Tupac shit, and how when Tupac wore the outfit that got Ti pissed off, and but at the same time he got you know made fun of because people looked at his outfit like it was gay and blah blah blah. But I'm like. Tupac wore that same outfit. Exact same and outfit. So, and, and then I'm like, okay. And then I see the Pepsi ad. 
And then all people are talking about with the Pepsi ad is the Black Lives Matter. And I'm like, hold on. Like, y'all are using this one piece of propaganda that was put out there. This black girl, I guess, was standing in the middle of the street and a cop was in front of her, blah, blah. And I'm like, it's 2017, 2016 when that picture was taken. People need to realize that, once again, like I've always said, Black Lives Matter, these protests that are going on, you should actually be embarrassed by these protests because the same shit was happening in the 50s and 60s. A lot of these propaganda-ass pictures that are circulating around now are just imitations of the ones that were taken in the 50s and 60s. So when I see the people criticizing Tupac and criticizing Pepsi for what they did, I look at Tupac's outfit, I mean criticizing T.I., I look at Tupac's outfit and I say, well, everybody embraced it then. And then I look at the Pepsi and I compare it to the Flower Power Movement and I remember Shit, everybody jumped down with the flower power movement in the 50s and the 60s. It was no different. Motherfuckers was literally walking up to rifles and bayonets and putting flowers on top of them because they were protesting for peace. But it wasn't corny then. I don't get it. Like, now you walk into a situation and Kendall Jenner, that's who it was, the Kendall mm-hmm. Jenner, she gives a police officer a Pepsi. And it, it comes back to reasoning and thinking things out. You have a whole marketing team, a whole PR team. That marketing team and that PR team had too much faith in humanity. You know, at that moment... To, to see beyond the black just lives Black Matter. Lives Matter. They like, saw, police they saw brutality. history. They saw history yeah. when they did that. They saw this Pepsi and they were like, man, you know, it'll be really good to try to connect to the kids and let them realize, you know, hey, just just chill out, grab a Pepsi. But this generation doesn't understand that because... They, so, tried, they tried to bridge the gap. Yes. you In order to bridge the gap... In order to bring, how do I say, in order to how, how do, to bring calmness to a situation, you have to be dealing with somebody that wants to be calm. You can't deal with somebody that's full of rage and is ready to explode at any moment. And this generation of thinkers right now, they're full of rage. They're pissed off. They, they don't give a fuck about no Pepsi. They don't. It, it's just, it just, if it was a flower movement trying to start today, man... They what are those flowers going to do? Those motherfucking do flowers? That shit is bullshit, you know? And it's like, what the fuck? You really can't win with this generation because in order to win with this generation, you really have to be heartless at times. You got to be soulless at times. Or you just got to just, you just got to just, whatever the masses are saying, just follow that if you really want to win. I honestly feel like if you insert Rihanna or Beyonce into that commercial, nobody has a problem. Because that's the type of society we live in. Mm-hmm. As long as there was a black person in that situation handing that Pepsi over to the police officer, it would have been a, it would have been totally different. Because, because they try to they try to make all white people the enemy. It, exactly, and it's really jealousy. It's out of jealousy and hate. A lot of people that hate the Jenners and the Kardashians, um, that whoever they are, for men, a lot of men that hate the Kardashians and the Jenners are are men that probably would date a Kardashian or Jenner if they had the if they had the money or they had the power to, and they just they just say it out of out of jealousy and hate. A lot of women that would love to live the Kardashian lifestyle minus to having the the transvestite father. I mean, a lot of them would love to live that lifestyle because they're trying to live it on on Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook now. Half the shit that you see these women doing. It's shit that Kim, Kylie, Chloe, and all of them do. It trips me out because I say, I, what are, I don't even know what they're famous for. They're famous for nothing. She's famous for a sex tape. The rest of them are just famous by association. You know how much people would kill to be famous for nothing? That person that's complaining about that? For more than likely. nothing. To be famous for yeah. nothing. 
That's people are killing. People are killing for it. Like, people see Danielle Brigoli and like they want, they want to be, they want to hate her. But then the, the, the fact that they, it just kind of comes back and like, well, you know what? It's really society that got her like this. Cause we're so fucking stupid. We let this thirteen-year-old girl get famous by simply saying "catch me outside" by simply being ignorant. You know, and, and we're all responsible for it. Do I get mad? No, I don't care anymore. I just laugh. I'm like, hey, it is what it is. Do what you do, little mama. Don't go broke. <laughs> don't go broke. Don't, don't go, go broke. broke. You know, say it's not my business. Your money is not going to hurt me. You, you being a millionaire is not going to hurt me. You know what I'm saying? Like, unless you try to drop missiles on my home, my home or whatever. But that's the society we live in now. Like we live in a, we live in a society where all this bitterness, all this jealousy, all this hate, all this rage, you can't calm it. Bruh, motherfuckers are so mad to where they're beating up motherfuckers for not wanting to get out of his seat and you offering him money. Bruh, you offering this man money to get out of his seat. He says no. So at that point, when this nigga's saying, you know what, I don't want your $200 certificate. I think, I like really, I think it got all the way up to eight. Wow. Maybe even a solid grand. Bruh. I'd have got out there hope for seventy-five dollars, and it already rescheduled. Like, Bro, it's been so many times I've been traveling for business, and they say, "Yo, the flight book. We start off on these vouchers. Start off on these vouchers." And I'm hitting my boss up like, "Look, <laughs> I'm just gonna take a later flight. You know, I'm gonna get home later. I'm just gonna eat that. Y'all ain't even gotta pay me. I'm just gonna eat that because I'm gonna get this voucher." It only makes sense, but this guy, no matter how fucked up his past is, he really needs to get to his destination. And he was just like, hey, man, although the manifest, man, you know, kind of just drew my name or whatever, I really want to go to where I need to go. I really need to go where I need to go. But some, probably some roid rage, fucking idiot, alcoholic, whatever, group of motherfuckers come drag him out of his chair and beat his ass. Like, how Whoa, much fucking, That was security. How, that, I, should they could be on drugs, too. Yeah, that's true. You know, I, I mean, what kind of what kind of human being can you be to where you're in a situation where you're trying to remove a customer off? He's not even being hostile with you. He just doesn't want to get up because he needs to get to where he's going. And you beat his ass. And then the report, oh, he was belligerent and disruptive. And then they go, oh, well, you know, at this point, he's a liability because he's not um, obeying answers. We could get it. He's not obeying um, demands. So we could get up in the air and we could tell him, you know, sir, don't open that door. We're six six miles in the air and they open it. No, this isn't. That's not. That's not comparing apples to apples. You're not. You're not saying that. Somebody actually said that. Somebody actually said that. From United. Uh somebody from United, but not like a seat. I talked to a flight attendant. Okay. Okay. One of my homegirls on Facebook was was a, is a flight attendant for United. Okay. And I was see I just kind of was reading the post because I didn't like her viewpoint. I mean, but, but, I, it's but a you got to read. Though. It's a pers- yeah, it's a perspective. And, and not to cut you off, but the other perspective I have on this is we talked about this a few weeks ago. My nigga, that ain't your seat. That ain't your plane. No. Get your bitch ass up. <laughs> it's, it's that's another perspective on it. Like. Get the fuck up. You got somewhere important to go? Well, use that travel voucher or some shit and do something with it. Trade trade off with somebody that doesn't get automatically selected. That way, that motherfucker... Because clearly some of those people that didn't get automatically selected probably wouldn't mind to, to go on a letter flight. But you just got, at that point, you just got to use your bargaining skills and use your reasoning and realize that, hey, I honestly don't own this seat. Yes, I paid for it, but... At any given time, clearly they can remove me from it. So shit, the the law is not in my favor right now. So let me get this money and get the fuck up out of here. Cause in all honesty, was it Chicago to St. Louis? 
Uh, yeah. Bro, he. I don't know. I don't know, bro. All that. All I don't that, know how far that is. It's not. It's not. I mean, it's, they like neighbors. Oh, okay. Yeah, they, it's like neighbors. It's not. It's not a hectic. It's, I mean, I ain't saying you could drive, but shit, if it was that drastic, you could have found another way. Or was it Kentucky? I don't know. I don't remember. Either did way, he, did he get there? No. <laughs> I tell my son this shit all the time. He got his ass whooped. That's, That's what, what he got. I tell my son this shit all the time. I say, man, you get into a situation in the classroom with your teacher, and all you do is bring consequences upon you that prolong other shit. Cause like, oh, you want the you want this money, you want these shoes, blah blah. Well, guess what? Your teacher wrote you up, so now you gotta wait another six weeks to get this. If you'd have just sat your punk ass down in class and listened to your teacher, that six weeks of punishment would never exist. Take that lowercase L. This because if you buck, you get this capital L. Exactly, and that all that dude had to do was use his brain and think about it, process his mind, let his mind process the outcome of him. Being belligerent is it is it worth the ass whooping? Is, is my question. And the embarrassment. In in life, you should be you should, that should be one of the first questions you ask yourself: Is it worth the ass whooping? Now, granted, he's probably gonna take him to civil court, sue for everything. But what I didn't know is that when you purchase airline tickets and the disclosures that nobody reads, it states that if you know this situation happens, you got to get up. Obviously, so 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 he's 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 in violation of the contract he signed by buying the Obviously. ticket. That's what I said. I said that's why I said at this point when you realize that they can't do this, uh, uh airline that come on United uh, airline uh, they're gonna make sure that they cover their asses. Yeah, they can't control the actions of every single employee when it comes to whooping your ass. But at the same time, they're gonna do what they can do or what they feel is right in the you know in the confines of the law. A lot of police officers that go around. Beating up people and doing what they doing, they a lot of times they know their limits and they know how far they can go before they can lose their pension. They be knowing. I mean, I I can understand him trying to buck a little bit, but when they say, "Look, man, if you don't get up, we're gonna call security." All right, big fella, I want zero problems with security. I tried it. I said no. You said you're gonna call security. I'm leaving. That's it. It's simple. It's when that's what happens when you actually process what the fuck. Can, can happen and you just you accept reality that nigga didn't really accept reality and guess what reality did whooped his ass yeah well maybe that civil suit will go good for him I mean that civil suit he still ain't get to where he need to get to what, what really messed me up about it which is what messed me up about all media they bring up his past that was dirty that, but they do it all the time they do they do all the time you go bring this man's past the guy the, the white guy that was in New York stabbing people when he stabbed the black guy they was like well he was he was convicted of this convicted of this that doesn't mean he deserved to get stabbed he really didn't like when people say oh he was exchanging exchanging drugs for for sex and then people go mm-hmm look does that mean he deserved to ass what the <laughs> know? I guess like so. like like nobody like like it wasn't they got on the plane and was like wait you that doctor that's been exchanging drugs for sex huh you need to get your ass whooped you need to get his ass whooping <laughs> he ain't do nothing but sit his Asian ass down <laughs> that's all he did bro. that's all he did I guess he I mean we laugh about it because that's what society does now we laugh about shit that probably. Should be taken serious, but it ain't none of my business. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even I know took about that it. Nobody took the fucking pictures and, and had the phones out. So. I wouldn't have took that ass whooping. I would have got up. I'd have took that eight hundred. I would. I, I would have took that eight hundred. Because put, if I'm not mistaken, 
he still would have got another flight and a travel voucher because he would have got that was the last flight of that day, so he would have left like the next day sometime. Okay, and then but I'm, he still would have got his voucher. And then I'm under the I'm, I'm hearing that the people that had to witness that or blah blah blah, they actually they got paid, they got compensated too, they got their tickets, they got their ticket money back as well. So that was like a good luck flight. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's that was crazy. A, but then that, that that becomes an expensive flight for the airline. Oh yeah, that, that airline took a loss, man. What damn near a billion or some shit. Well, they they say they stock dropped one point four billion hmm. since since that incident. I don't really know what that means, but that shit that hurts. That means you need to buy United stock right now because huh. it's a little low. Damn, niggas gonna be hopping right back on that United. Oh, yeah, seventy seven dollar tickets. Oh shit, I'm on it. I booked a United flight to take me to DC next month. I ain't doing no tripping about it. Wow, be safe, bro. I'm, I'm not taking the ass one. <laughs> I refuse. Mom, mom ain't raised no fool. Yeah, yeah, that ain't yeah, that ain't happening. I, I just never been a type of person to where I'm just like that fucking insane when I'm out in public. Like I saw this one video where this girl got pissed off at this couple over um kissing like I at a salad bar, too. and like she went on for like five to six minutes just calling him a prostitute. Off. I'm like, saying you fucking him right here in front of me, and then the camera goes, it's a room full of people. They just gradually start coming in, I think. Oh. But I either was, way it goes. That, yeah, she looked, She made an ass of herself. And then she embarrassed herself to the point where everybody turned against her in the end. Yeah. Because usually when you get that hostile and ignorant, people just can't side with you anymore. There is no perspective that's going to be on your side. You can only... The only way somebody's ever really going to be on your side in a situation where people are opposing views, a lot of times when somebody's you're calm, you know, people are calm, they're presenting their arguments in the right way. But she was just pissed the fuck off. And I was I was embarrassed for her. I'm like, you clearly ain't getting no type of dick at home. None. Because you're very, very angry right now. And this couple didn't do anything to you. Like... And then you start getting pissed off with the cashier talking about you want your money back. I'm like, hold on now. That nigga worked his ass off to put that little salad bowl together. You coming off this 20 spot. coming off this. Yeah, nobody told you to come in here. Nobody told you to come in here. Nobody told you to get. Like, how hard is it to mind your own fucking business? It seems to be very hard in modern day America to mind your fucking business. It really seems to be hard. Like, I'm not the pull my camera phone out type of guy to. I'm, I'm just not that guy. I think that that, that shit is. A cancer to the mind to where people just feel like I'm not fit to help nobody. I'm fit to pull my phone out when somebody's getting shot or somebody's getting beat up. How about use your phone to call for help? Yeah. How about use your phone to dial 911 to get this lady removed from the store because she's getting too close to these people and she may hit them. You know what I'm saying? Like, how about use your phone for another use? Like, she's clearly not in her right mind. She's not. Like, she may. Somebody needed to really come escort her out of there. Like, the guy, he's. The, it's happening to him, so I can understand him recording it. Of course, for the proof. For the proof. But at the same time, his girl could have called the police. She just standing there. Some, some, some yeah. And the the guy who's, I mean, he called his manager. Oh, the guy, the employee. I figured, you know, hey, he didn't know what to do. He she requested the manager, you know, call the manager. Yeah, because I saw another incident like that. I think it was like at Champs or something, and uh, like the Champs store was trying to close down. Like the lady was trying to kick the thing open to get back inside, and like she was like literally like they had to remove her, and it, it was just like. Like get out, and then like the employee like got really really rough with her, and like basically she was like she was gonna sue him. Just like, what the fuck is wrong with people, dog? Like I seen this at a CVS. The woman was stealing. No, the manager grabbed a hold of her. He's like, you know, I'm holding you till the police get here. 
She's trying, no, let me go, let me fuck go. You're hurting me, you're assaulting me. And then she just started yelling, no, this man's assaulting me, this man's assault, uh, hurting me, he's holding me against my will and stuff like that. And I guess in her mind, she's like, you know, I keep saying this, you know, he's just going to say, oh, crap, I don't want no problems. He was a black black man, she was a white lady, I don't want no problems, Ooh. I'm going to let her go. You know, but he has his witnesses there. He's like, no, you're stealing. I'm not letting you go. The police are on their way. Police are on their way. That's a dangerous situation. It's a very dangerous situation. Thank God. Thank God there were other people there that witnessed it and they was like, ma'am, you just need to calm down. You know, you need to calm down. Whatever you stole, you need to put down. Because I I think somebody somebody seen her stealing. I was like, hey, she's stealing. And she's like, no, I ain't stealing nothing. I'm trying to walk out here. But the cop showed up. He didn't even even listen to none of her bullshit. He's like, ma'am, put your hands behind your back. You know, you go in jail. This is this is my advice to people in those type of situations. Don't get in those fucking situations. That's definitely the the common sense advice. But for the person in the heat of the moment and they want to play superhero, because that's what that's pretty much what a lot of people think they're doing. They're they think they're superheroes. If you see somebody stealing and you're in a store that has cameras in it, all right, report it to somebody. Now, when you report it to somebody. What you can do is, you know, casually walk outside, and once that person is outside of the store, if they get into a vehicle, you take a picture of the license plate, or you just try to get a clear picture of that person, and what you do is, with the correlation of them actually being caught stealing on camera, and you getting the picture of who they are, that's enough evidence to bring them into court. And especially if you get a license plate to the car, that does some type of justice. Or you do like Denny's, IHOP, and them other stores do when when you have people that what they call a diner dashing. You get it; they get that snapshot of their face at the uh, front of the camera when they try to run out of store. You plaster on their front; they'll never want to come back because they'll be too embarrassed to. Yeah. Don't get yourself killed over three ninety nine, four ninety nine dollar merchandise. Don't get killed. Don't get hurt. Don't take that ass. It's not worth it. Don't get fucking sued because you were subduing a white woman because she was trying to steal some tampons. And now you getting sued because you you don't have, you don't know the per, per, uh, the correct procedures to subdue somebody. Like there are certain ways that you restrain people, and, and just grabbing on them isn't one. Isn't one of them. Like your everyday citizen doesn't know how to properly restrain another person in that situation, and you can hurt them. You could fucking break somebody's wrist, pull a fucking shoulder out of socket, and you are responsible for that because one, nobody you don't have the proper training, and. Two, more than likely, if you're working for a company, shit, you just you just put that fucking company at risk. You're not a liability. So, mind your fucking business. At the end of the day. And if you, like I said, if you want to play superhero, there are slick ways to being a superhero. Just saying. But um, even even with, I mean, I guess America just mind your business because even though I respect. People for wanting to be big brother to Syria, if you look at the polls, pretty much every other nation is with America on this because Syria is is fucked up, clearly. Like, like why are, with, with Syria being fucked up, like you said at the beginning of the show, with Syria being fucked up, whose business is that? That's Syria's business, you know? So... Although it's a respectable thing to do to try to go out there and remove a dictator from from office because Obama was trying to do it as well. Mm-hmm. To remove this guy from office because you feel it was, it's better for for them is still kind of hip, hip, you're being a hypocrite too because 
Those, these are the same refugees that you don't want to let into your country, which is understandable. But still, you want to you want to save people in your own way. But at the same time, the best way to save them is honestly to get the fuck, get them the fuck out of there. Be real talk. Yeah. Get them the fuck out of there. But at the same time, most of the people that could afford to move out of Syria, you probably want to keep an eye on them. Just being real. Like, those some there's some dangerous motherfuckers out there. You know, and, and a lot of those Syrian refugees are, are going to going to Europe and they're causing problems. They're going to Russia and they're causing problems. But for some strange reason, people have their arms open to people that they truly don't understand. They don't understand how these people's brains are wired. They just feel like People are people. Yes, people are people, but society and the environment they're in shapes people differently. You don't know if you're opening your arms up to mass murderers. You don't know if you're opening your arms up to, to, to serial killers and rapists and blah, blah, blah. You don't know. So the best rule of thumb to me is you do got to kind of observe these people and what they call it extreme vetting. I don't think it needs to be extreme vetting, but... Know who you're opening your fucking door for. You gotta, you gotta vet these people. I would think so, and I, but for some reason, on the left, they kind of think that it's unnecessary to vet these people because these people are immigrants and they have done no wrong. How do we know? We have no history of these people. Like, like I said, the worst pain comes from inside. Definitely. The most harm comes from inside. So when you let these people inside the country, if you haven't properly vet them. That's. I mean, you've already let them in. You've got. You've given them access, basically. It's like that's like downloading a virus to your computer. You let it in now. Yeah, you let it. You in didn't. Now, you yeah. didn't scan it ahead of time, so now it's in, and that's where it does the most damage. If you would have scanned it ahead of time, you probably would have had a better idea. Straight up, what's up with the dude with the certain San Bernardino shit? Like, didn't some kids get? They, that shit wasn't really talked about, and like, I wasn't really looking for all it. I, but I was all confused. I seen was two adults killed. Was the last thing I seen. I don't even know the origin of, of it. They said the shooter was black. And they said, I'm serious, they say the shooter was black, and I think somebody, he went in there to kill his, his, his girlfriend or something, and some random kids. I, that's what I heard, but like, like I said, I didn't get the facts on it, but like I was like, man, if the shooter was really black, it's very, very strange to me how the media isn't saying anything about it. And it's weird to say this, but I just kind of feel like if it was a, if it was a white person, People are blowing the shit out of proportion. Like, oh, fucking look at these white people, blah, blah, always killing people. But I'm like, y'all sure did sweep it under the road that this black brother just ran into this school and killed people. Like, that shit ain't cool. It's like it's like even with the D.C. sniper. Like, when it was going on, it was big. But then once it, it became out black, it just kind of like, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I don't understand that. I guess because when you're black, you know, it's a handicap. You know, they don't want to make us feel too bad. But, you know, hey, we can be, we can be, we can be mass murderers too. We can be. You know, cause that, that that I I very I have really I really think that dude was black, but I see it on no social media. I don't see a lot of covering about it. I just see that some kid, I think a Hispanic kid died, and it was speculation that you know it was because of uh, a marriage gone wrong or a relationship gone wrong. But it's crazy to me how the media works, man. The media literally is how do I say? The media is the source of the bullshit negativity that is amongst us these days. Because it's like, come on, man. There is no reason for us to get con constant news footage about the theater shooting when it was a white guy. But we barely getting any type of coverage 
on a black guy that just went in there and killed some kids in a in a city that just, that had a terrorist, a homegrown terrorist, less than two years ago. Yeah, it's weird. And the only reason the media chose to attack that was because he was he had Islamic background or something like that. And I really think that was more of the of the right wing conservative media that was really pushing that narrative. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't think you get it either. I don't. <laughs> Because I, I really would think that if it was a black shooter, that it would be more noise made. But I guess to make us seem a lot more innocent now or like to make us seem like victims. Is that what it is? Like, it, that's what it kind of feels like. Like, we got we have to play the victim role. So let's not, you know, we don't want to plaster the, uh, the, uh, the, the predator role on them because they've dealt with that long enough. So. When they just go around killing people, we just gonna sweep that under the rug. Because that's not what that's not what's hot right now. Basically, what a, what a, what I find pretty interesting, and it's, it's the Cleveland the Cleveland Indians have decided that they're gonna kind of phase out being the Cleveland Indians with the mascot of of an Indian and everything. They're gonna try to kind of slowly phase that out. And listening to a lot of sports radio, it come to my attention that. That's very racist to have an Indian as your mascot. And it's not that you're paying homage to, like, the Cherokee Indians or mm-hmm. anything like that. You literally have, nine times out of ten, it's a white person running around dressed as an Indian doing a, oh, wah, 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 wah. That's very degrading and very racist. Like, I've never sat there and I've never really thought about it. Just, you know, Cleveland Indians, Atlanta Braves, Washington Redskins, Florida State Seminoles. You know, it's just whatever. But to sit there and think about it, because it's like, what if what if it was the Houston Blackies? Like, that would be outrageous. It would be outrageous if they actually were using it as a slur. They're not using it as a slur. How do, how, what do you mean and, and, using and, it as a slur? If you think like about it in a perspective way, it's really, they. you say that they're not paying homage, but I think when that shit was first brought up, they were paying homage to Indians. Because a lot of shit in those areas are named after like uh, Indian uh, settlements and shit like that. I mean, ask yourself this question. I mean, why now? Why the outrage now? It's been going on for years. Because we're a social conscious environment now. Remember yeah, that's what that? You say. It's a lot. It's a lot of SJWs out here now. It really is. But you, I mean, if you, you think you know, about you're it, trying to make everything PC now. True, but how long have how long have Native Americans been complaining about it? What have they said about it? Nobody knows. I ain't heard nothing. I don't think they give a damn. I don't remember the last time I ran into a Native American. Just to be honest with Shit. you. Shit. And there's and there's a reservation, maybe an hour from here. Yeah, don't they don't they allow gambling? Yeah, I heard about that shit. Yeah, like Fifty nine. I've yeah. been out there a couple times. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I always break even though. Really? Yeah, I haven't came up yet, but I break even. Yeah, that's that's interesting. But once again, I mean, I just kind of feel like it ain't like it's slavery or something. Like slavery was going on for a long time, and I mean, obviously, it was always an issue. Slavery was always an issue. It was it was always a, a uphill battle. But a sports team being named after a, a group of people, I, I don't know, man. It's just. It's just, it just kind of feels like if they were using, I don't, is is being called a redskin a slur? Is I is, think it is. I, I don't know. Like I, just, I, I don't know. Like I understand. I understand if it was like you say blackies. Uh, I'm like, uh, I mean, they they had a whole league called the Negro League. I mean, I think people would be offended by that now. 
And that went on for a while, and it didn't stop because I mean that's all we had though. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, but to and be, I think, and I think we named it the Negro Leagues. Who, who because because it? that was an acceptable term. Uh, I see where I see where you're going. It was an acceptable term at that time. Indians, Braves, probably wasn't acceptable. Was acceptable there. A Seminole, like I don't hear I think, nothing offensive see, about that. I think I, with the, I don't see anything offensive about the Seminoles because that is very specific to that area, and I also think that exactly they actually put like it's not a white guy in a costume riding out there on the horse it's actually somebody from the Seminole tribe like i i feel that is more honor to it than just saying indians I, I, but i wonder with the cleveland indians do they do they actually have moments where they're doing things that are paying homage to you know native american fans or people that of native you know ancestry like do they get into the games for free like do we know I don't know. Don't know. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I don't just jump to conclusion because I don't have all the facts. But once again, this shit, this shit was going on before I was born, mm-hmm. and once, and I just don't hear the. I've never heard those words used, being used in slurs. I've heard nigger being used in a slur, and I don't know any team named nigger. I don't know. I don't know any team named chinks or wetbacks or. Mighty Gones or whatever. I don't know. I don't. Indian Seminoles Redskin. I don't know. I, I, until I learn the Native American slurs, then I don't know. You know what? Speaking of all these slurs of Native Americans and other minorities, white people, y'all need to get y'all stuff together because y'all y'all are losing this, this 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 hate rally going on. Like y'all don't have any any standout hateful white names or anything like that that y'all can go put on stand on a soapbox about you ever noticed that like white people just can't say what you called me a cracker and be really upset about it like y'all need y'all need y'all need to get together and come up with something to bring some balance to this I'm listening I'm just trying to see if there's some Native American slurs over here bro I I, I mean mean, because honky and cracker and pale face those are pretty much those are weak. Those, those those are very weak. But then again, you still ain't finna hear me, you know, coming out. Oh, remember they my new team, the 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 Jacksonville Jigaboos or the, I mean the, the the Jacksonville Crackers or whatever. I, I, it's just I'm not gonna do that no. because those are obvious fucking slurs. Yeah, there's 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 no subtlety to it. Like you like you can't say, I don't know. I'm gonna be the Houston fence hoppers or something <laughs> like that. Like. You, <laughs> Like it's just kind of uh... even yeah because like, even the Hispanics they got beaner they got wetback greaser taco head like like the hatred is deep like there's a lot of hatred and white people ain't getting their fair share of this gringo, hatred but gringo not even considered that's the that's what I've seen white people eat at gringos all the time exactly there's a <laughs> whole fucking gringo is no that's funny though gringo is. A, a white slur to for white people, and there is a restaurant called Gringo. Yeah, that's funny. They need to change their name. We need to start a petition for them to change their name. I'm offended. I think white people should. I white think white people should. People should. You know why white people aren't offended? Because that shit is irrelevant and they fool good. <laughs> white people don't care because they got money. That's what boils down. They got money. I don't care. They don't care. If I was if I was broke, maybe I got money. That doesn't bother me. A lot of stuff doesn't bother you when you have money. You get over a lot of stuff really quick when you have money. Okay. Native American slurs. Timber nigger. Redskin. 
red, Indian is a slur, prairie nigger, Injun, wow. brownie, chug, squaw. Wow. So Seminole didn't make the list. Because Seminole is an actual, actual tribe. Okay. That's an actual so, tribe. So red skin and just literally being an Indian is a slur. What the fuck? That's like that's like just saying black is a slur. Come on, man. That's that's pushing it. Come that on, is pushing. Man. It. Okay, okay, okay. It's ridiculous. It's a little ridiculous. It's a little ridiculous. And I, I know plenty of black girls that have red skin and they, they don't mind being called red. They love being called red bone. Yeah, you know so. And yellow. Did you know being called high yellow was a was a slur back in the day? Like when we when the lighter skinned black women back in the day were referred to as high yellow, that was like a slur. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, I wonder if, if being called waffle colored is a slur because I call my niece waffle colored all the time. <laughs> she is. I saw her picture. She, she's she's a little waffle, waffle colored, colored, huh? <laughs> she, she's that ego waffle that was in there for about two and a half minutes. Just came out. Bing! Perfect, though. Nice little, color. Little nice waffle color. color, yeah. But, man, that's interesting. Yeah, if you ever get a chance, look up uh, Yellow Rose of Texas. Mm. And that's, that's where I, 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 I just happened to stumble across that. And I was like, really? High yellow? Like, Wait, females love what, that. What am I looking? Am I looking up the song? The Yellow Rose of Texas is a historical, you know, piece about the Yellow Rose of Texas and why it was called the Yellow Rose of Texas. And I believe there's some hotel named after the lady that was considered the Yellow Rose of Texas, which she was hot yellow. Mm. And they called her that, and it was a slur. I was like, really? So my point here is, what the fuck aren't people offended by? Nothing. Nothing. There is somebody offended by this podcast right down there. Oh, now. yeah, definitely. And, and and they're making the choice to consume it, and yet they're still offended by it. Once again, man, I mean, how are you killing yourself over the fact that somebody is making fun of you on the computer? Did you see that about the little boy Turn that committed? fucking computer off. Did you see that about the little boy that committed suicide because his, his girlfriend, girlfriend pretended really to could? do it? She pretended to do it. He actually Is did she in it. jail? No. Does she deserve to be in jail, though? No. Hmm. Look, my condolences to the family because he actually tried it and he ended up going to the hospital and he ended up dying. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I can't feel that bad. That nigga definitely, he, he definitely had some uh, some mental issues and his parents definitely need some some help. And I mean, he's they, 11 they and I, he's 11. I don't remember what 11 was like. I don't remember how impressionable I was at eleven. Yeah, it's it's a rough age. I, I can tell you like that, like just witnessing it myself. It's it's a rough age because you're definitely in this generation. You're definitely, I would say, the eleven and twelve year olds at this this generation right here growing up mm -hmm. are probably how we were when we were fifteen, sixteen. Definitely, because we're definitely at that stage where we're trying to be in the in crowd. We want to be able to go to parties. You know, we want to. You know, they want to have their phones at eleven as well. So you're not quite that teenager yet, but, but you're almost there. You're almost there. And even at fifteen and sixteen, you feel like that. You just don't feel grown enough yet. And our parents did a good job of making us feel like. Children, even at 15, 16. So, yeah. What else I had a random. I had a random about um, Americans or first world people and how they value animals over people, over mm -hmm. humans sometimes. Mm -hmm. I just I just found that. Because as I see all the people, you know, kind of mad at the fact that what Trump did, I kind of feel like it made sense because I'm like, yeah, I kind of understand how, why y'all mad because, you know, he he's he saw these kids dying and blah blah because seeing those kids dying was was hard, 
But then oh, I, definitely. I, I remember that I do stay in a country where people will fucking have burials and, and funerals for their dogs and, and their cats. And, Say those and, are family members. Yes, exactly. They've and, been around 10, 15 years sometimes. Uh, understandable. Understandable. I understand that. That's still strange at times. When my dog died, uh-huh. I had a funeral. Okay. It's, Not going to lie to is you. Is this podcast almost over? No. Because <laughs> it's story time. <laughs> go ahead. Because it's story time. When I was a little kid, my uncle, I don't know, I might have told this story before, but I'm, you're going to hear it again. Obviously. My uncle bought me a dog and kept the dog at my grandma's house. Grew up, dog was there. So whenever we would go to school, me, my sister, and my cousins, we would have to walk to the end of the road. My dog would walk us to the end of the road when we'd get on the bus, and in the afternoons when we came back, my dog would be there. And he'd walk back with us to the house, then he'd go on about his business. Like clockwork, he did this for, I want to say, two, three years. Hmm. Then the neighbor poisoned the dog, and of course, we realized that when we got off the bus, the dog wasn't there. We go, dog dead in the backyard. Had a funeral. I, I was probably around 11, to be honest with you. But, like, that was a part of you. So I understand it, the value that people put in their pets. Not saying that I put that over a human life, but I understand the value. I'm not going to put... My pet chicken's life over a human's life. I'm gonna put my pet chicken on the deck. That's totally understandable. It's a pretty fucked up story you just told me. But uh, yeah, that was, was fucked up. That's why. Because, that's why my life is in shambles now. <laughs> my life has been fucked up for a long time, sir. Because although I look at people that are strange when they have those connections, it's I can tell it's healthy. I can tell it's healthy, but I just kind of feel like white people sometimes tend to go overboard. With the, with the, with the, I ain't gonna lie to you. I just, I just, I kind of feel like you have a pet, you feed it, you bathe it, you make sure it's good, it's cool. But I don't know. It just feels like currently I've just been noticing a lot of, like it's it's not a human. But then again, I just you know I I can't relate. You know, it's it's just strange to me. But then but then again, it just kind of just feels like people really will go overboard. I mean, it's a whole organization about. You know, PETA, like, I think PETA are extremists to the point where it's just kind of makes me look at those people like they're weird. Because I'm like, eh, you probably eat animals. You, then, you, could, you probably have. You know, and then all of a sudden, but you protesting because this animal is not being treated right. But you just scarfed a hamburger down. You're, you're either eating this animal or you're eating this animal's food. Real talk. It's just weird to me. It's just weird to me. I don't know. Because even though, even though I don't look at animals... Like they're humans, I still have a respect for them as far as like you know I'm not finna kill a dog. That's fucked up. Just for no reason. Like, yeah, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not gonna do it. Somebody, some, if you do it, that's your own goddamn business. But I'm not gonna do it. I just felt like that was just some weird shit because I was seeing some weird shit on the internet. I was like, man, people really just really really love these animals like this, and it's just like, you know, you're gonna probably outlive this dog. It's, Hopefully. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Hopefully, because the way motherfuckers is living now. I'm really, I'm really eager to see how how what our life expectancy is gonna be like when they start like doing like like 30 years now. I really wonder if like a lot of us are gonna live to be 60 and 70. That is something I think about. I just really think that American health, especially, is like at a, as a it's pretty low. Yeah. Like, I understand people exercise, work out a lot, but like I have noticed that people do have a there are a lot of people out there that are uninsured 
there are a lot of people out there that don't periodically, you know, get checkups and stuff. There are a lot of people walking around right now that are, you know, probably have STDs and they don't know. Like, I really wonder what the 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 destin the destination of this, you know, like people like between twenty five and thirty two. Like, I wonder what their destination is at this point because it's a, it's a mentally unhealthy people out there right now and physically unhealthy people as as well. And it's just it's just fucking weird. Maybe that's why they get dogs. Cause they, it, 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 they say cats boost your immune system, right? I don't know. I think cats are fucking disgusting. Cats are evil. My mom has a cat. I, I believe cats are evil. Too. Disgusting and evil at the same time. Wow, disgusting? And evil. Cats. Disgusting. Okay. What do you think about dogs? Uh, dogs are okay. It's funny that a, man, a man's best friend is a dog and a girl's best friend is a diamond, right? Diamonds are forever. That's fucked up. Dogs run away. <laughs> Dogs are not forever. Dogs are not forever. Man, society thinks they're clever with that one, don't they? Hey. Man's hey. best friend. And it, what is, is it a lady's what is it a lady's best friend a or wo- is, a woman's best friend? Yeah. It's a diamond. It's a diamond. Huh, pretty soon. I think I think that was a slogan for uh, was it K Jewelers back in the day? One of those jewelry brands. It was a slogan for them. Pretty superficial, it makes sense. I mean, <laughs> I didn't say that. That's what I'm saying. I didn't say that. Oh, you ain't got to say it. I, did, I don't. You got to say it. And I didn't. I don't have to say it, and I didn't say it. It's funny. It's funny. Sometimes it's funny. I know you got something else, man. We we, we, we had 20 for 20 last week, so we really got a whole nother hour. And I really forgot everything from the previous week. And my week has been a little up and down this week. I got I a lot of work to how. do. Oh, at work? Yeah. Being in the public sector? Being in the public sector. What's going on in the corporate world? Um, We fucking some shit up, you know. For real? No, no. Oh, I'm saying, man. No. I mean, you know, it's just work. Everybody has a job. Everybody complains about it. Stuff like that. You can afford to do those things in a first world country. Complain about the good life. Because that's what you're literally going to do. You could complain about the good life. Because there are motherfuckers out there that are unemployed. I had... To, to actually get onto a subject and to stop stalling for time here. Definitely. Compassion. Are you a compassionate person? What's compassion? I don't want to pull up the definition, but I, I would mean, what, just you, say, what would you compl- what would you I would I would, I would I would I would I would say compassion is um, rolls along the same lines of of empathy. Like oh, I'm definitely be, a being, being able to understand somebody's situation and kind of empathize with. I can them. okay. I can understand somebody's situation, but I'm still I'm still a tough-hearted person. So no matter what, okay. So if I can't they, say I'm, if they I can't can say I'm compassionate. I can't say I'm compassionate. If I'm they not. can put themselves in a better position, but yet they're not. Exactly. Like I don't I don't I don't have time for fuckery and 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 people complaining all the time, making excuses. So no, I'm not a compassionate person because life has taught me. You know, I mean, shit. When I was sitting there and I was I was I was down and out, people spit in my face. You know, a lot of people spit in my face. You know, so I don't, and it's and it's not it's not necessarily like out of bitterness, but it's just out of if I can make it through the bullshit I made it through, I'm not built any more different than you are. You know, we I, I bleed, you bleed, I breathe the same air you breathe. So if you can make if I can make it through the hellfire, you can too. So I don't fit, I don't pity anybody. You know, like shit, unless you lose an arm or something, it's something that I can't relate to as far as you know, like you know, physical disabilities or or. I recognize when somebody doesn't have the mental capacity to do certain things. Like, I understand that. Like, it makes sense. 
But as far as somebody that I know people that are, are doing better than me financially in life or better than me probably spiritually, spiritually in life. Well, no, nah, not spiritually in life because if they complain and all that bullshit, then they, you know. <laughs> then they don't believe it. Yeah, so. But I know people that are in better positions in life to actually pretty much do whatever they want. But then everything about them is negativity and it's just bullshit. And I just kind of look at them like, I'm I'm going I'm to listen to you and I'm going to reason with you as far as not making you, I'm going to try my hardest not to make you feel like shit, but you only have so many times before I probably make you cry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I mean, I, I don't know why I asked you these questions. <laughs> I really don't. What about you? I really don't. All right, then what about you, man? Like, we're not gonna ramble. This is this is that was that was a good question. I like that question, so I really want to hear a good answer, man. Give me a good answer, cause I know you asked me that question for a reason. No, oh god, I'm just the most understanding person on God's green earth. We know that to be false. <laughs> so let's get no, to but um, in all honesty, um, yes. I, I would consider myself a very compassionate person. I'll I'll take myself and put them in your shoes and see, okay, yeah, I can understand how that affected you. Not Even if it's not fully, I could understand how that would affect me if I was there. But I also look at it as like, did you try to make the situation better? I don't I don't like people yeah. who complain and live in the same situation. Yeah. Like, it's, it's pointless to me. If you can better yourself and get out of that situation and you're not doing it, but you're just going to sit there and complain about it, don't say shit to me. And I've and I've had people tell me that it's like Jay, if you're not gonna change your situation, I don't want to hear about it. And I respect them for that because don't complain if you're not gonna change. Coin that. That's my new catchphrase. Don't complain if you're not gonna change. Write that down. But it's just that for the simple fact, if you're trying your hardest, doing everything that you can, and you still having these issues, I understand that you're doing everything you can. But if you complaining about your job, but you don't want to go to class or or you, I, this is my favorite right here. You complaining about being broke, but when they passing out overtime, you got to go home. Nigga, the first one to walk out. First one to go. Man, I'm trying to hit that happy hour. I, I, I got to get out of here. To be broker. Yeah. I, I have I have no love for you for that. Like you can't, you go out here and you get all these extra, and this is the first thing I tell people whenever they get a new job or promotion or raise or something like this. Don't go get new bills. That's the first thing they're going to do. Though. Don't go get new bills. Yeah. Take care of what you got. Because when you go get those new bills, it's like you're not making any more. Exactly. You just built another expense, though. Therefore, what was the point? You might as well have stayed at the same pay, at the same pay scale. And therefore, I have no love for you. None. There you go. So basically, you have compassion for people that have common sense and use their brains. But the minute that they show that they're fucking stupid, you... The compassion goes out the window. I, I got to cut it off. And that's why it's hard for me to just sit there and label myself as one thing. I, I feel I do at times feel sorry for people, but it's not me all the time. Like I like I think everybody can be an asshole, but to be defined as an asshole, it's a bit much. You know, I don't think everybody's. A, I don't think there's a lot of people out there that are assholes twenty four seven. They may exist, but. It's that's a bit harsh to be an asshole twenty four seven, or to be a spoiled brat twenty four seven, or to be completely ignorant twenty four seven. Everybody has their moment when they have a bright spot, but I don't know. Just something to think about. But lastly, mm-hmm. I want to end on this note. Okay, I was thinking about something as I was growing up. People always would say, a lot of times when you fall in love or you meet a woman. You're gonna meet women, or meet women, or you're gonna fall for women that have the qualities of your mother. 
I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> I, I must agree. I've heard that. So you kind of know where I'm going with this, right? No, no, I don't. Well, if that's the case, then if people if people routinely do that or occasionally do that, and I think people do do that quite often, what about these black men that fall in love with white women? I don't understand. The white women don't have qualities of their mother? I'm just saying, if, if he's dealing with a white woman and he's dealing with a woman from another race, is it not likely that that woman has the same qualities his mother has? No, you, yeah, she can have the same qualities. Like, quality doesn't stop it. I mean, doesn't isn't defined by skin color. Like, you can you can get a strong, in, you, your mom can be a strong, independent woman. You can come across a strong, independent white woman. Ah, that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, yeah, people, like, people don't think about that, though. People just automatically run to self-hate. Or he just doesn't like black women. But I'm like, hold on. What about the qualities of his mother? What if this? What if he sees his mother in this person? Mm-hmm. Like if, if my mom was a stay-at-home homemaker and I found a woman and I could provide for her and she wanted to be a stay-at-home homemaker and stuff like that, then, quali- I mean, it doesn't make... Qualities. It, yeah, it, does, it doesn't make any difference to well, me what, I, what her skin color is. That's what I'm saying. I, it's, I, it's, 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 it's just something to think about. I think people tend to just kind of just... Are quick to bash men that date outside their race, and they never go back to, they they always because automatically go back to hates his mother. But I'm like, hold on, wouldn't he fall for somebody with the qualities of his mother? Like that happens quite often. I've caught myself doing it, and I didn't even want to do it. But it's like, oh yeah, you know, you do that like my mom, blah 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 blah. It happens. So, in in a sense, I kind of look at it like, if if it's happening more and more, then it may be have to do something with the way women are being raised mm-hmm. you know because when you, you the way that you're raised is gonna sh- shape the characteristics that you that you have and the qualities that you have so somewhere along the lines some of these people's mothers were raised in the same types of types of environments of, as, as these women they're falling in love with it only makes sense yeah i don't think that people are falling in love and it's all about looks it looks obviously play a major part, but I'm just like, hey man, you settling down with this woman, and it, you trying to take it serious? I'm a hope. I'm a, I'm gonna have some type of faith in in the men that I see dealing with women outside their race. That you know, hey, maybe he's with this person because the similar qualities. Everybody, mama, ain't loud. Everybody's black mother isn't the same. Like they don't have to be loud. They don't have to be, you know. Bad and bougie. Like, I know some pretty cool moms out there that, you know, that are older and more conservative. And, yeah, we know some young down, you know, down to get down with us moms. But Thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I, 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 that's something else that crossed my mind. I was like, man, it's kind of crazy how that theory went out the window. A man falls in, you know, usually falls for women that have the, that share, quality, share the similar qualities with their mom. That shit just went out the window. I, I, I would like to think that men aren't dating just because they're of this race like i'm i'm i'd like to say that oh no he's not just dating her because she's white or because she's hispanic like he might be attracted to hispanic women but there's something that's deeper than oh she's hispanic she's hispanic she's cool that's it you know that's all that's my only requirement like i would hope that i would i would hope you know i would hope that it's deeper than that i would hope that a majority of today's men aren't shallow like that and women as well because a lot of women may see their fathers in the men they deal with 
But then again, a lot of women these days ain't don't even know who their fathers are. So. Whoa. Wow. You went there. <laughs> question for, question for you. So if you're dating a girl with a fupa. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is over. That's it. <laughs> I can't do it, man. That's it. I was going absolutely nowhere with that. For the women out there with food, but I'm going to say this again. You know, y'all like any other female out there, y'all are going to get serviced from time to time. And I think, I really think that people, women and men, just because they get sex, they think that they are of certain quality or something like Honestly, anybody can get sex these days. But I tend to see that women that get sex, they feel it's a confidence booster to have sex. And I kind of feel like it's kind of ridiculous because it's like, hold on. You have to have this physical exchange just to feel good about yourself. If you don't get no, like I always see people complain about, oh, if she doing this, she doing that, just give her some D. So she's turning into an irate, insane individual because she hasn't got serviced in a while. That's crazy. Her confidence is low now because she hasn't got service. That's insane. You know, so it, it's just weird. So my opinion on women with FUPA, you know, hey, from time to time, you may come across one that is that looks decent enough to get it. But am I sitting there actually actively dating somebody that, and as shallow as this may sound, am I actively dating somebody that I'm not physically attracted to? I'm probably not. I've got to the point in my life. Why, why, why should I? You know, I kind of feel like that goes with standards. If you got standards and you want somebody to look a certain way, then, you know, go for that. But make sure that they, they act a certain way, too. Don't just go for looks because that's silly. So I think a lot of times people rush love, rush marriage, rush having kids so much that they end up settling down for half the package and not the total package. Why do that? Mm-hmm. Pay, I, think, I, think, I think what makes me happier these days is knowing that no matter what, no matter how many people I let down or how many people I fail, you know, you know, being in and out of relationships, whatever, I got patience. Speaking of dating and everything, my cousin, she sent me a video earlier and it's, it's, it's all in French, but it's about getting out of the friend zone. Interesting. So, I mean, it, it was, it was all, it was a whole setup or whatever, but the thing about it is it says you have to have courage. You have to, not be so available and I like that. it says be mysterious and also it says nobody puts you in a friend zone you put yourself in a friend zone and it was cool because people are like, slick with it too though people are slick with it but at the same time it made sense because he it was in the scene the guy goes all right let's say you're attracted to girl a what would you do what would you do oh i'd flirt with her i'd um do you know, do this, this, and this. It's like, all right, you know, if let's say girl B, you weren't attracted to her, but you wanted to be friends, you know, how, how would you talk to her? And he was kind of, he was kind of at a loss for words. And he's like, well, I guess I would do the same thing. He's like, see, you putting yourself in the friend zone because you're doing the same thing to get a friend as you are to be in a relationship with somebody. It's like, if you're trying not to be in the friend zone, don't be available all the time. There's no reason for you to be available all the time because you know who's available all the time? Friends. True. And then and then if you're not trying to be in the friend zone, have a little mystery to yourself. 
Like, and for for the example of not being available all the time, she's like, oh, the girl called him, and he's she's like, oh, what are you doing? You want to catch a movie? And he's like, no, I'm going out with Maria. And he's like, oh, why didn't you? I thought I was your friend. Why didn't you tell me about Maria? Yeah, you, you don't you don't need to know everything. That's that's slick. Then she, you know, then she got hot, and she's like, and then she goes, and if you don't want to be in the friend zone, you got to let go. Because if you're in that friend zone and they're not taking you out, you're not getting out, why are you even sticking around? That's true. Because you don't want to be friends. You want to be more. Mm -hmm. So if you're trying to be more. You settle. You settle and you just be a friend. You're not going to ever become more just being a friend. So if you don't want to be a friend, don't settle to be a friend. You got to let that go. That makes sense. Yeah, that's that's pretty good shit right there. I'll I'll send you the link. Yeah, yeah. It's in French, you said? It has subtitles. Okay, okay. Was that your words of advice? Um, sure. Why not? Wow. I, I didn't have anything else. Yeah. Well, <laughs> clearly, I didn't, I didn't bring a lot to the table this week. Oh no, it's all good, man. I just, I just had to get a long episode on Friday. We haven't had a long episode in a minute, and I think it was necessary. We just had a long random episode about I have, everything. Random is key. Yeah. But uh, I was gonna say, um, R.I.P. Charlie Murphy. Charlie Murphy. I can't do that. Why? Just, I just, this just is, this is so right. Okay. understandable. Right. I didn't know he had uh, leukemia. I didn't either. It's kind of fucked up. Should have told me. He could have. Man, he could have. He really kept that shit to himself. But remember I told you about how celebrities, when they get to like a certain stage in their life, they want to appear invincible and immortal or whatever, so they never want people to see their weakness? Mm-hmm. It's kinda, that's kind of interesting. But, um... Uh, oh, oh. If they sell the Tony Romo Dallas Maverick jersey, I'm definitely going to buy it. And I hate the Mavericks. Hate the Mavericks with a passion. How do I follow up with that nonsense bullshit that he just said? Okay. Um, My words of advice are (laughs) don't hang with people like Jay. You do what you want when you pop him. Because... Jay is a, a useless individual. He's an idiot. I can see why you say but, that. <laughs> no, nah, but for real. Um, dang, I think uh, I would just say it's kind of fun just learning things about yourself, and like, like when you learn new things about yourself, it's it's pretty cool. So I just my words of advice is just you know every week just try to figure out something different about yourself that you didn't know or something that you were ashamed of or you thought it was something that you should be ashamed of and now you're able to use it to the best of your ability or like to better you as a person i mean just just experiment more within yourself you know i kind of i kind of was going to have a social experiment but that i was going to do with some of the social media but i said i'm not going to do it because you're not going to troll i started to i started i said i was going to do some shit to where it was like and the reason I'm doing it is because of what I'm saying. I, t- I kind of feel like I have a, a knack for like just, how do I say, figuring out shit about people and I don't even, I don't even want to figure it out about people. And like sometimes you kind of just, like you said, you leave mystery to yourself and people just kind of just show you who they are. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like sometimes it's just necessary because when you're dealing with someone on a day-to-day basis, it's easy for them to put up a front. But once a person feels like shit isn't, going smoothly or shit isn't going right, they kind of start showing you who they are. Like, they get, like, real worried or... And you, you, you realize who that person is. Like, oh, okay, I see what type of person you are. You, you, It's easy to see if somebody's spoiled. 
It's easy to see if somebody's, you know, uh, a user. It's easy to see if somebody is like, you know, their their ulterior motive. And it's just, it's interesting to find those things out about people. And I feel like I have a DAC for that. So that's why I was like, you know, Jay, you might have a knack for something other than losing episodes. I haven't lost an episode <laughs> in a while, sir. <laughs> Say, man, you know what? You sign off because I'm done with you. And with that being said, this has been another productive, beautiful, amazing episode of the No Boundaries podcast. Thank you for listening. See, you don't be fucking all the time. But ever since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?